first light of the morning, I can see on floating flying over me. In the first light of the morning. This is America on Par. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. This is a powerful bunch of political punditry and a pithy podcast. Thanks for listening in, tuning in, and checking the show out. Really appreciate that. Big, big news out of Washington within the last week. Speaker Boehner announced that he was stepping down. He was quitting. He was not going to be speaker anymore. He wasn't even going to stay in the House anymore. He was retiring, even though he still has uh, more than a year left to serve on this latest term. Uh, This weekend, he went on to face the nation on CBS, and Boehner said, well, look, I I was always planning on leaving. As I said on Friday, I was planning on leaving at the end of last year. And when my friend uh, Eric Cantor lost his uh, primary election in uh, July of uh, last year, it was clear to me... just couldn't leave, uh, that uh, I had to provide a transition for uh, the next leaders. So I planned on uh, serving through this year. Interesting that he mentioned Eric Cantor as part of his whole plans here. Eric Cantor had been the, the majority leader. He was taken down by a conservative Tea Party challenger in part because of Cantor's support of Boehner. Cantor's uh, replacement, David Bratt, was one of 25 Republicans who voted against Boehner as speaker at the start of this term. Uh, Boehner was able to retain his speakership by just 11 votes when this whole thing began. So very, very interesting that he mentioned Cantor coming up. And and by the way, if you're only going to serve one year out of this, why not tell your constituents as you're running for re-election, hey, I'm only going to serve one year. It's it's dishonest to go in with the plan of I'm only going to serve one year when you're running for a two-year term. That's dishonest. You shouldn't do that. See, I don't think that's the case. I I think this all started because of Mark Meadows, another person who voted against Boehner earlier in the year. Mark Meadows, back this summer, issued a call to vacate the chair. Basically, it's it's like a no-confidence vote in the Speaker of the House. And Boehner seemed to shrug that off on his Face the Nation interview. He seemed to shrug that whole idea off. Winning that, that vote was never an issue. I was going to get the overwhelming number of... Uh, I had gotten 400 votes, probably. Uh, but uh, why do I want to make my members, Republican members, like walk the plank? Uh, because they're going to get criticized at home uh, by some who, were, you know, who think that we ought to be more aggressive. 400 votes? I don't think that's anywhere close to being true. Obviously, I haven't done a roll call, but again, when he was elected speaker this time, he only had 216 votes. He needed 205. He got 216. Why does he think now he would get 400? That math, he must be doing too much common core math. That doesn't make any sense to me. And if it is true, then why didn't he just have the motion quashed before the August recess as he was trying to do? but it was apparently unable to do in late July. And if that's the case, then why not not just do it and why not just retire at the end of your term? See, none of this adds up to me. Here's the key line in it all for me. He didn't want to make his members walk the plank. And here's why that's important. Part of why Boehner has lost power, why he was losing confidence within the conservative wing of the Republicans is because he has forced them to walk the plank in the past. If they didn't vote with Boehner, they were punished. They lost committee chairs. They were they had bills taken away. There was leadership roles that were removed. 
they were punished. They walked the plank several times for him for things that were not popular with the base of the party, the people who actually elected the Republicans to get in there, the people who voted for Dave Bratt. We're going to come back to get Dave Bratt. Again, remember, that's the guy who took down Eric Cantor. We're going to come back to him in just a minute because Boehner goes even further in this interview with Face the Nation about what he sees as the problem within the Republican Party. You know, the Bible says, uh, beware of false prophets. And there are people out there, you know, spreading uh, uh, noise about how much can get done. I mean, this whole idea that we're going to shut down the government uh, to get rid of Obamacare in 2013, this plan never had a chance. So one of the people he thinks is a, a false prophet is... Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, who's running for president right now, he really led that push to shut down the government over Obamacare. And and just as last August during that recess, Boehner referred to Ted Cruz as a, quote, jackass. And by the way, at the end of this interview, he also referred back to those comments. So he definitely thinks Ted Cruz is one of those false prophets. But the people who voted against it with his own caucus the conservative wing, the Tea Party wing, Mark Meadows, Louis Gomer, and Dave Bratt are all people he considers to be false prophets. Dave Bratt, the person who brought down Eric Cantor, who led to this whole resignation, according to Boehner. Dave Bratt responded to that false prophet comment on Neil Cavuto's show. I went to seminary, so I know a little bit about uh, false prophets and uh Speaker Boehner himself, along with Eric Kanner, uh, made a pledge to America on paper, right? It's kind of like the Ten Commandments out of the Bible, and that's a good thing. Ethics is about putting your ideas down on paper ahead of time. Speaker Boehner and uh, Majority Leader Kanner made a pledge to America to replace Obamacare, keep the budget caps, three days to repeal, to read bills, reform Fannie and Freddie, enforce sanctions in Iran, roll back non-discretionary spending. And so who set the expectations? The speaker did and Eric Cantor set those expectations when we're running for office. And I hope they they mean to keep our promises when we put them in leadership. See, that's the problem. When they did the contract with America back in the 1990s, and Boehner was a part of that, they actually kept their promises and we got to a balanced budget and, and they were able to force Clinton to come more towards the right, move towards the middle at least. They have been absolutely incapable of getting Obama to move towards the middle. And the public expected them to be able to do it. And their promises on paper, as Dave Bratt just pointed out, said that they were going to do that. They haven't held the line on Iran. They haven't been able to do anything to impact Obamacare. There are big things that they said they would do that, that haven't happened. And that is why they've lost some of the support not just of the people in Congress, but more importantly, of the people back home. And I say this more importantly because there's an interesting article I read in Vox, V-O-X.com, and I don't really like most of what's in there. It's, I, I don't think it's right at all. They're wrong on climate change. I think they're wrong on a lot of social and economic issues. Very liberal website. But Ezra Klein, again, an author I don't often agree with, wrote an interesting article, a theory about what's going on in politics these days. And his theory is that the party apparatus is not as strong for either party as it used to be. 
And Boehner was trying to hold on to that power using the tools of the power of the past. But nowadays, as there's more information available to the public through websites like Vox or BuzzFeed or this podcast or CNN.com or FoxNews.com, there's just so much more information available through talk radio, through the internet. It's not controlled as it used to be. And when the party could control the information and feed it just to face the nation or meet the press or those Sunday talk shows, and they could influence national opinion just through a few set channels, the parties had a lot more power. But that's been diluted. It's been spread out through knowledge of a lot of different sources. And I think Ezra Klein is right on this point. Because the bases of both parties, the left and the right, they know more today about what's going on than they used to because of the additional channels of information. And since knowledge is power, that means that slowly power is shifting to the people because knowledge is shifting to the people. And so the people put pressure on people like Dave Bratt and on Louis Gohmert and Mark Meadows, and they put pressure on Boehner And so Boehner had to step down. 